Welcome to the New Reality Show, where you can call in live for laser coaching and engage in Q&A with doctors Art Emrich and Christina Winsey. Discover how to master the power of your mind, body, and spiritual energies. Get empowered to create your new reality for more happiness, well-being, and success. Happy Good Friday, Dr. Art. Yes, happy Good Friday to you, too. Thank yeah. you. How are you this week? Uh, pretty good. I um, I was exhausted when I woke up this morning, however, because I was having this dream. My wife and I were trying to get across a big field, and there was a very angry buffalo in the field, and we couldn't <laughs> figure out how we were. Could we outrun the buffalo? Probably not, you know, and so... <laughs> We were struggling. Uh, Thank goodness, I woke up because uh, yeah. I was really getting worn out from trying to figure <laughs> this one out. <laughs> well, these are the kinds of crazy things you'll hear on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're listening to New Reality Solutions, and I'm Dr. Christina Winsey, and this is... I'm Dr. Art Emrich. And we are here to bring you practical solutions you can do at home for stress, anxiety, um, ways to improve your performance, your productivity, all kinds of good stuff. Because we know that people have been through the ringer in the last couple of years. And we decided to do the show because we wanted to help more people than just the one-on-one in our offices. And uh, so every week we offer uh, solutions that are self-help that you can do at home. And uh, we usually have a handout that you can get by emailing us at the end if you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else should I say, Dr. Art? Oh, I know. We want to yeah. thank our subscribers. Yes, please do. Yes. And I, okay. I will join in that uh, thank too, uh, that uh, we, we are uh, supporting this uh, out of our own pockets, and so any little bit that you could help, or big bit if you want to, would, would really relieve a lot and uh, help us stay on the air here. So uh, we really encourage you to uh, donate as little as two ninety nine a month, and uh, that makes each show about $0.75. Cents. We can guarantee that you'll get more benefit than that from each show. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, Thomas, would you show people where they can subscribe? Yeah. And folks, this is a, if you feel you get value from the show, we uh, we really cover a lot of good topics and uh, ones that make a difference in people's lives. So um, if you uh, want to keep us on the air, we hope you'll subscribe to the show. Meanwhile, it is a live talk show. Our topic tonight is self-talk, and we're going to dive deep into that about how self-talk affects all aspects of your life. But meanwhile, you can join the conversation or you can just call in for laser coaching if you have a challenge. And in the United States, you would dial 1-888, toll-free. Here it comes 1-888-627-6008. And outside the U.S., you dial direct 1-323-744-4831. So uh, we encourage you to call in with questions, comments, join the conversation. We'd love to have you on. So with that, um, we always start our our show with a tip of the week by Dr. Art. So here we go. Okay. The, the tip of the week uh, this week is uh, sound. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have um, recently been uh, exposed to and kind of discovered uh, is that uh, there is a set of frequencies, the solfeggio frequencies. I guess the musicians out there will know about these. And there's one particular, 528 hertz, is called the love frequency. Hmm. And when you listen to this frequency, it is supposed to really harmonize your mind, body, and spirit hmm. and just envelop you in a loving uh cascade of of sounds that uh resonate all through your body you know we're kind of the human instrument and we can get out of tune and so this is a way to kind of retune 
your your um, yourself and and get back in. So um, if you're interested in what that sounds like, um, just go on internet and put in uh, the love frequency or 528 hertz, and you'll just be astounded at how much is available. Um, that you can listen to and you mm-hmm. can download for free a lot of these um, 528 um, things that you can put on a CD or whatever you want to do with them. But I have one playing in the office all the time now. It's one that I particularly like. Uh, some of them will be more appealing than others to you, but just encourage you to immerse yourself in the beautiful sound of love, 528 hertz. That's awesome. Yeah, and it makes a a huge difference. Uh, You know, I mean, who doesn't like soft music when they come into a room and it's it's peaceful, you know? So, yeah, very good. Yeah, Yeah, and speaking of peaceful and love, um, self-love and self-talk are the topic tonight, mostly self-talk, but self-positive self-talk is a way that you can love yourself and be... a really good friend to yourself. And I think that we, we just don't have that as much in our, in our world. You know, we tend to be so negative and self-deprecating. And I think it's almost, uh, it's part of the socialization as if you're not supposed to take care of yourself with what you say to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, It's um, a lot of, I've heard people say, well, I don't, want to compliment myself because I'm afraid I'll get uh, very uh, uh, uppity, you know, and uh, mm. I'll, I'll strike people as, as uh, being uh, too too much uh, a fan of me. And, and so, <laughs> so um, but it, it really is acknowledging the truth about who you are um, and, and particularly the good things that you are. And, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about how to discover some of those because mm-hmm. they're they're really all over the place. And we, we do have a tendency to be negative. I heard a theory one time that said that comes all the way back from the caveman and cave lady days when we were out searching for food and berries and, and things, and there was a noise behind a tree. And uh, most of the people ran for the, for the cave, you know, mm. that, that the fight or flight thing kicks in. And so they said um, that, that meant that the negative people who thought something bad was going to happen were the survivors. They're the ones that made it to the cave. A lot of times the ones who <laughs> stayed in fight got eaten up by whatever the the animal, the saber-toothed tiger. And so there's there's almost a negative bias built into us genetically. Now, it's just purely a theory. I don't know if there's anything to it. But a lot of people wonder, well, how in the world um, – Instead of saying that was good, we'll say, oh, that was not bad. You know, we, we always figure out a negative way to give a compliment. Even yes. So it's yeah. built into our genes or something that we would we would immediately spring to the negative side instead of the positive. So, well, but yeah, but it training, also, we can overcome that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, we're taught to um, almost put ourselves down so that we don't appear like we're uh you know promoting ourselves in some way and it's unfortunate but the the thing i wanted to start with is awareness i think that um first of all you need to give yourself permission to say nice things to yourself Mm -hmm. and it may feel awkward but the way that you start is by being aware of what you are saying to yourself so that you can turn it around if it's not positive and Mm -hmm. it literally can change your ability to perform your ability to show up Um, what you say has a lot of power so what I talk about with my clients um, is and you probably do too Dr. Art is that we have a cascade recipe of Mm -hmm. you know a trigger happens and then that starts the negative thinking and before you know it you're down in the dumps about yourself but you don't even know how you got there because it's an automated cascade that has yeah. developed over the years. So awareness, the tip that I want to give people is to carry a little notebook with them and start writing down every time a negative comment about themselves uh, comes up. Yeah. 
And and I'd like to get into the sort of the mechanics of the mind body system that we mm-hmm. that we study in hypnosis is that we have what we're uh, operating on is that we have two minds a conscious mind and an unconscious mind and um, the um, the child uh, doesn't have any way to block out negative information it just loads in from every source that comes along. Eventually, at about age 10 or 12, we developed a filter that we can block that out. But here's the here's this, this two-edged sword, I guess, is that we would only block out stuff from people that we don't trust, that we don't love, and, and that we're not sure what kind of information they're giving us. And, and that either lets it into or keeps it out of our unconscious. Your unconscious thinks that you are the the ruler of the universe, you know, and so whatever you say goes in, it doesn't get filtered, doesn't get blocked at all. So if you say, well, you're stupid, you know, you shouldn't have done that. That was a dumb thing to do. You know, who do you think you are? That's just goes in and you're unconscious. And they say, wait, wait a minute. I got to, I got to take all that down here. Okay. You're stupid. You're, you know, and that is the basis for our self-esteem, for our image, our self-image. It's all comes from what's stored in the unconscious. And, and most of the time, we don't know that it's even there. Mm-hmm. And even if we put it there, we don't we don't remember, we don't uh, realize that that's where it came from. So so just be very careful what you say to yourself about yourself because mm-hmm. it is very potent. It doesn't get filtered. It doesn't get blocked. It just gets stored and referred to later on when somebody says, or you ask yourself, well, who am I? What kind of a person am I? The unconscious goes back and says, well, uh, here's what you said, here's what you said, here's what you said. So be aware that you may think nobody's listening. The unconscious is always listening. It never stops. It never sleeps. It's interested in what you have to say and how you feel and what you think and what you're doing. And, uh, and so when, when you come out with some verbalization, it just, oh, okay, I guess that's true because the master, the mistress said that. So I'll, <laughs> I'll just make a note of it, you know, and yeah. it's, it's so, uh, it's, it's much more dangerous than if somebody else, because we do have protection. If somebody else says, you're stupid and you say, no, I'm not, I, I made good grades in high school or whatever, you know, you have evidence to, 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 um, the, the, to the contrary and we can block out a lot of that stuff. But if I say, oh, Art, you really, that was a dumb thing to do, you know, then, oh, oh does dumb things, you know, just make a <laughs> So be careful what you say to yourself. It's really. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, it, it affects your, your health yeah. because when you are putting yourself down, when you are negative about yourself, you're actually, your cells are listening. And when you say things like bad back, um, uh, arthritis, you know, it's not that you might not have an issue going on, but the more you reinforce it with words, Mm -hmm. the more you're owning it and the more your cells are listening. So you really want to be careful as far as your body that you're not saying um, that you're not using my this or that pain or problem. Um, Especially when you say something like, oh, my feet are killing me or my back mm -hmm. is killing me or what. Guess what? It really might be. If you keep saying that, you can encourage something pretty, pretty potent. We don't realize how much control we have over our body by what we repeat. And what we convince ourselves of, what do we believe is going on? Our unconscious stores all that and says, okay, if that's the way it is, I'll have the body respond to it in an in, in appropriate way. You know, we want to be appropriate and be consistent. And so, um, yeah, just be careful about that uh, negative language, particularly as it applies to your health. Because it will really make a difference. That's Absolutely. Negative, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I, I have a tip here that I I, um, I think people aren't always prepared for, well, what do I say instead? Hmm. So I recommend a list um, that I got this off the internet that was very helpful. You stop and breathe and say, I can do this. This will pass. And if you're anxious or angry, you you 
you're allowed to feel your feelings, Mm -hmm. but you can say, I can be anxious, angry, and sad and still deal with this. And I have done this before. I can do it again. Um, You know, just using certain phrases when situations arrive, instead of saying, something that's going to make you feel kind of buried by the situation just you know this too shall pass i've survived this before i can i can access my smarts i know what to do you know just really taking a moment yeah. to decide how you're going to coach yourself how you're going to be your own best friend to yeah. coin a phrase yeah and and speaking of that um there is language that we use with our best friends you know they make mistakes just like we do mm-hmm. but we don't jump on them and beat them all up you know if we did we we wouldn't be best friends very long you know? so we we have a way of noticing and say oh um next time you try that let me help you with a little bit i think i've got some ideas of how you could do some some constructive very positive thing instead of just jumping on. And so the idea is the best friend we ought to have is our unconscious mind. The conscious mind is the one that, that we're, we're aware, we're conscious of. Everything mm-hmm. else is unconscious. So if if you're best friends, then, then you would say things like you would to your best friend, no matter what they did. You know, you would, you would forgive them and look for a way to help them, to be encouraging, be supportive. Mm-hmm. So, so that best friend, I think, is a fabulous um, idea, just a, an image in your mind that, okay, this other me over here that's listening all the time, I want, what would I do to, to make sure that that was my best friend? And, and it really should be. It really ought to be. Uh, otherwise, you're, you're headed for some other kind of troubles if that's not yeah. the case. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, for those who are parents out there, it how would you speak to your child to encourage them if they did yeah. something that they felt stupid about? Mm-hmm. You know, if they brought home a test grade that they weren't happy with, if they brought home a picture and, and somebody said it was not no good, you know, one of the kids said, yeah. oh, it's a stupid picture. That's you know, how point. would you talk to your kid? What would you yeah. say and yeah. uh, and encourage them? So Thank it's the gosh, same thing. I really worked hard on that. You know, that was yeah. so praise them for the things they did right, you know, and not necessarily the result. That, and judicious use of the word yet. Hmm. You're not a great artist yet, but if you keep practicing like you're doing now, your pictures are going to get better and better, you know, every time. So you, you figure out a way to make what they've done um, a, a step mm-hmm. along a long journey, and, and they're just at step one or two or something and, and let them know that, Oh, better things are coming. You know, if you mm-hmm. keep, keep trying, yeah, keep up the good work. This idea of moving stuff from unconscious to conscious, I think is a, I do this with my uh, very few weight loss uh, clients that I have because I tell them about my system and they don't want to participate. <laughs> <laughs> but I just say, if, if, if you set a goal, and my goal is always in terms of size and shape. It's never about pounds and weight and scales and, and diet and all that kind of stuff. And I just say, um, once you set this goal of, of what, you know, what size clothes you want to wear, you know, and how you want to look when you, when you look in the mirror, that's your, uh, that's your standard. And, and if you start eating anything you put into your mouth or, or drink or, or eat, is a four-word question that you ask yourself with every mouth full of food, toward or away from. So you know what the goal is. Is this whatever you're putting in your mouth, is that taking me toward my goal or away from it? Now, that doesn't mean you're going to succeed. It just means if you fail, you're going to do it consciously. Because a lot of people, their problem is they eat unconsciously. Mm. They'll sit down and watch TV and they'll have a, a... bowl of potato chips or a bowl of popcorn and pretty soon it's gone the whole thing's gone and they were not even aware that that they were eating it you know they're busy watching this exciting program whatever it might be and and just completely lose the fact that they're not really supporting themselves and achieving the goal is that mm-hmm. so that little question is for any goal it doesn't have to be food it can be i've got a goal 
is what I'm getting ready to do. Is that taking me toward my goal or away from my goal? And, and that will move it into consciousness, and then you get a vote on it. Just remember, everything that's unconscious, you get no vote. You might have gotten a vote when you put it in there, but once it's in there, it's going to happen automatically. That's what habits are. They're unconscious behavior. We don't have mm-hmm. to think about them. We just, we just do it, you know? And so this is bringing it out of automatic and into conscious awareness. Is, it, is this something I really should be doing? Is this moving me to where I want to go or, or not? You know, mm-hmm. That really kind of wakes up the whole system. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is also recognizing that when you uh, have something that triggers you, it puts you in a state, a physiological state. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you think about it, if you're being negative with yourself, you're going to tend to put your head down or uh, look down and you may take, you know, a sigh and um, not not breathe that deeply and just feel kind of hunched over. And, and that puts you in a negative place. That's called the victim physiology. Yeah. Shriveled up and looking down and all, you know, kind of curled up and uh, taking up less space. Yeah. If you want to change that, you, you get up and, you know, move your arms out and, and pull your head up and everything. You, you're literally taking up more physical space, which mm-hmm. affects the mental space that you occupy also. Right, right. And so recognizing that you have the power to change your mm-hmm. state. And mm-hmm. what we usually think is that we have to proceed that with a change in, in the experience or a change in what's happening. But really, you can, it, two different people can experience the same negative situation and one flies through it with flying colors and the other, it buries them. What's the difference? Well, in in one case, it is what they're saying to themselves, the one that flies through it effortlessly. But it's also that they've learned that when something bad happens, they need to get resourceful into mm-hmm. a resourceful state as opposed to, uh, you know, uh, getting into that place where they don't feel like, well, the victim, the victim, yeah, as you said. Been, yeah. Been yeah. A, a willing victim that uh, we really shouldn't ever be willing to settle for that. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, an unnecessary state. That, that we can get into. The other thing I wanted to bring up is I think that um, people are not used to taking self-care. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just what you say to yourself, but it's also how often do you pay attention to your personal needs throughout, throughout a busy day? Mm-hmm. And if you're stressed, this is part of stress management is that instead of, barreling through the day then you have no opportunity to recoup and so it's very important that you take time to just smell the roses for a few minutes you know if you have a busy day um finding a time when you can just you know let me breathe a little bit let me let me take a break let me walk around the block um if you're lucky enough to have time during the day where you can actually even meditate or take a nap, um, you know, anything you can do that, that is more self-care so that it, when you have less stress, when you're decreasing the stress mm-hmm. and you're in, doing it by increasing the self-care, then you're much more likely to be in a resourceful state as things unfold during the day that could be challenging. And then that will prevent some of the negative talk that you might be doing in your self-talk. One of the things that uh, when you're encouraging yourself, there's a psychologist that I found um, uh, online also uh, interesting, Antonis Hatzigiorgiaitis. I had to spell it out there, but he's a sports psychologist. And he said, when you're talking to yourself in in encouraging terms, it's better if you say you, X, Y, Z, whatever it is, and and not I did such and such. 
And he mm-hmm. said, apparently, um, when you personalize it and say, I, I did that pretty well, if you said you did that pretty well, it, it has more impact. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like you're outside yourself as if you're commenting on somebody else and, mm-hmm. and, and, you're, and you're doing it from, from a third person view. Just a little tip of uh, kind of way down in the weeds about what, what kind of words are you using uh, to say you did as if you were talking to somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. you, you did you did that really well. You did nice nicely on that. And mm-hmm. it's better than I did that well. I did that well can sound kind of egotistical or something, mm-hmm. but you did that well. Sounds like you're paying a compliment to somebody else. You're really complimenting yourself, but it, mm-hmm. it, it removes it from that uh ownership kind of of the eye part i like that this antonis said uh, there are three uh reasons that he uh found of why we do self-talk uh one is to instruct so if you're learning a new skill for example you learn to drive a car um play the piano hit a golf club whatever it is um you might say okay now i gotta I got to do this first, and then the next I got to do that. And you know, so that that's a reason to carry on this conversation. Mm-hmm. You're just instructing yourself to go through maybe a complex set of tasks that mm-hmm. that are step by step. Um, another one is to evaluate, um, and uh, that's the one that we get in trouble with a lot of times. We we jump to evaluation too too quick. Another one is to motivate ourselves. This kind of okay. You can do it. You can. You can. You can make it. You can do this. Not I can do it, but the you. swear you use the you. You can do it, and that's a good use for self-talk. Some of the distressing things that we find out about it is that over eighty percent of it is negative, mm-hmm. and, and we are in charge of how positive or negative it is. You know, we mm-hmm. can change that percentage for ourselves, not for the population, but certainly for ourselves instantly just by number one being more aware of what 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 am i getting ready to say and is that is that something i say to my best friend and then using uh, encouraging supportive language to do it well not just your best friend but you know um you may have a habit of saying things like i don't know how to handle money mm-hmm. or I, as soon as money comes in, it goes out. Um, you know, a, anything negative around your money. You may have a habit of saying, I ruin every relationship I'm in. Um, people don't like me because. And so those are the things that you have somehow got into your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And if that, if, if, a situation with money comes along and those are the the kinds of things you're telling yourself, of course, you're not going to be able to manage money. If you uh, meet a new person and you're on the date and you're telling yourself, yeah, but I always mess up relationships. So this won't go anywhere. Well, you have no choice, no chance. So this is where it may feel phony to say the opposite, but it's very important that you start somewhere. You have to start with, no, I, you know, I haven't had a great long-term relationship up until now yet, 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 yeah. yet. <laughs> right. yeah. but I am going to find out if I like this person and if they like me, um, I'm going to learn more about how to have relationships yeah. work out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and depending on the situation, you can learn where your bugaboo negative thoughts are as you, as again, it's that little notebook that you carry with you because you're not going to remember at the end of the day, all the things that came up, all the situations you were in and, and what the talk inside your head was. So if you have a little notebook with you, then you can catch it in, in catch yourself in the act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the, the, one of the things that sports psychologist said is um, imagine that you're somebody's coach. You're your own coach, you know? Mm. And so they did something. So as a coach, what would you say to them? You know, that you're, they're counting on you for feedback and for encouragement and for support and for information on, Gosh, maybe next time. Now, here's here's this instructional thing. 
that didn't work out as well as as uh, you wanted it to. And so maybe next time you could try it this way. And and so you're suggesting some changes that might be made that would you know be appropriate. So so this idea of, of you really can be your own best coach. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember that that's one of the roles you can play for yourself is to be the coach. And that kind of depersonalizes it too. Now you're talking to yourself as if you were the the coachy, you know, the whatever is tennis or or mm-hmm. golf or life or relationship, whatever it is, that you've got this built-in coach just just watching everything you do and remembering what you because they were there too, so they really know you very well. And um, mm-hmm. you're saying that uh, when you when you use the language, um, the idea of phraseology of positive. Instead of saying, don't get upset, just say, stay cool, you know, so you're phrasing it in what you want rather than what you don't want. And, and right. always in NLP, that is just a foundation. Always say what you want. Never say what you don't want, because if you do, you're going to get more of that, you know. Right. And so you might as well right. phrase it in, in a language that said, I want more of this. So I'll, I'll say it that way. The other thing, too, is let's say that you want to be more successful and you want to reach a certain level in your profession, Mm -hmm. finding someone who is already there, Mm -hmm. what would, what, what would their thoughts be? What would they be telling themselves? You know, you can, you may not have access to actually ask them, you know, what do you say to yourself when you're challenged with this, that, or the other thing? But, um, you know, there are books on what do rich people think and how do they how do they handle money? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it guaranteed. And this is where, um, you know, the story of, of Tony Robbins when mm-hmm. he went and worked with the Department of Defense mm-hmm. and he did something called um, mirroring every single aspect of the the best shooters in the i guess it was a regiment i don't know mm-hmm. um and so he would he took the three top marksmen or you know whatever top people that that in the army mm-hmm. and he learned how they held the gun how mm-hmm. they breathed how they stood what were they thinking how were they feeling and and he was able to recreate the same abilities in himself that they had within a very short period of time by doing this. And There's a hypnotic technique that uses that. It's called DTI, deep trance identification. So mm-hmm. you find somebody that does whatever you'd like to be able to do the way you'd like to be able to do it. And you start observing them just like Tony did to the best of your ability. And then what, what, they recommend in this um, uh, the uh, the hypnotic teachers is uh, get a, a circle, imaginary circle, or you can you can make a circle on the floor on a piece of paper or whatever, and imagine that person is standing in that circle that mm. you identify with, and you watch them and you listen to them and you study them and do, and then whenever you're ready, you step into the circle and you step right into their body. And you become them. And it is very powerful. He's had people to say, okay, a lot of the stage hypnotists use it. They say, okay, um, the person's in a trance. And they say, you are Michael Jackson. And he said, you would be astounded by how much you know about all the little quirks about some, some famous person like that. And and when you step into that role and you become Michael Jackson to the, you know, whatever you know about it. And he said, it is phenomenal how good a job people can do with that. Not even realizing that they knew that much about it, but Mm -hmm. it's it's this notion of, of, uh, we pick up our unconscious mind picks up a lot more detail than the conscious minds aware of. So, Mm -hmm. so in a hypnotic state, and that's why I do deep trance identification with people in, in my practice. Of, is there somebody that you know that really does this well, that's your role model? Let's talk about them, you know, and really get the person involved in their observations of that person. 
And then you have them close their eyes and, and just step right into that person and they become them. Amazing what happens. Just that is, yeah, very powerful. Well, that, you know, I think that's where, um, you know, most people think of a hypnotist making them act like a chicken or something yeah. like that. And, yeah. But it's the same principle, but with a much better aim. <laughs> that shows how much we know about chickens that we didn't yeah. even realize. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. You want to give us a, a station break and a, and a reminder here about you bet absolutely we are at the bottom of the hour i believe just about you're listening to new reality solutions and i'm dr christina winsey this is dr art emrich and we're all about finding you solutions that you can do at home to help yourself with stress anxiety um any any way that you can improve yourself in your life we want to talk about it and um So we uh, invite you to call in if you'd like to join the conversation or ask a question or get some coaching. And you can dial uh, toll-free 888-627-6008. And that's uh, in the United States. If you're outside the U.S., dial 1-323-744-4831. And um, tonight we are talking about self-talk. If you've missed the first half, uh, we hope you'll listen to the replay because we sure have said a lot so far. Um, But there's always more to say. Yeah, (laughs) always more. Yes. One of the things um, that uh, I I found um, that I thought was a real neat, quick cut to the essence of this. They say, if you want to know why it's not simply nice to treat yourself nicely it's also strategic because the nicer you treat yourself the nicer you'll start treating other people and that will improve your social relationships and and things and they said the foundation of it is that our behavior a lot of times comes from feelings Mm -hmm. and he said if you thought about it and realize that this is really love. We talked about loving yourself or loving other people. Now, if you love someone, how, how would you be more inclined to treat them? You know, that, that you wouldn't abuse them. You wouldn't be nasty to them. You wouldn't say bad stuff about them or to them. And so um, this is, if you love somebody, you don't dwell on their mistakes. You move past them. If they don't know something, you don't make a big deal about it. You find the answer somewhere else. Uh, when they succeed, you feel great about congratulating them. You encourage them when they're struggling. You try to catch them doing things right. And this is good about yourself. Catch yourself doing something right and compliment yourself. Or just comment on it. I mean, say what is true about it. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a way. Some people say, okay, I want to be... I want to feel worthy and everything. And there are people up here. Well, there's two things I could do. I can either build myself up or I can tear them down. Mm. Unfortunately, a lot of people say the best way I can, the fastest way I can get one up is to bring everybody else down. And then Mm. then I'll be the one. And so the hard way, but the more useful way is there's somebody up here that I want to emulate. I'll bring mm-hmm. myself up to their level instead of trying to tear them down and make me feel good because I'm I'm better than that. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a very powerful um, concept. Uh, I think that's also part of being aware of self-talk is what you say about others inside your head too. Inside your head, yeah. And that... Um, recognizing that you don't really feel better by cutting somebody down. You don't really feel better by dwelling on uh, where they've got faults and, and things. So it's all about how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel yucky? Because you do have a choice. (laughs) And, and, and I know it feels like you don't have a choice. Believe me, I've been there. I've been in that place where you just feel like you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. But you do have a choice and it takes work 
to pull yourself out of it. But there are tips that we've given over over time on this show, and there are tips that we're giving tonight and things that you can do to make it easier for you to switch your state, switch your state each time something happens, going for a phrase or something to say to yourself that's going to pull you out of it and turn you around. And um, it, it takes work. It does yeah. take work. And something, I, this may be a repeat for some of you that may have seen it, but a lot of people say, well, I, I just got these words in my head and I can't, I can't get them out. I mean, they just repeat over and over and I, I can't stop it. I can't do anything. So what we found um, in, in the neuro-linguistic programming is you don't even have to change the words themselves. You change the delivery mechanism. And, and I, I've given some examples of that when you can say, um, uh, change the voice that you hear it in. A lot of people hear a teacher, a parent, uh, a, a, a minister, or some person they, they looked up to, and it's in their voice. That's in this voice that's negative and, and, and cutting down. And they said, just change the voice. I mean, hear it in another voice, and and that immediately changes it, uh, even if it's the same words. And then you can also um, uh, change the voice into Donald Duck or Elmo Fudd or Tweety Bird Mm -hmm. or something. Anything that would make you laugh would Mm -hmm. really take all the emotional sting out of it and and make it it a lot easier. And uh, if you can't imagine another voice if that's not something you feel like you're good at it just you know what happens when you have a a record and you slow it down and you think instead of saying well you didn't do that very well did you You just goofed up again you know just slow it down well you didn't do that very well you you know and, and all of a sudden it's it's it sounds so different or you can speed it up well, you don't do that very good. You, you must have get, you know. And, and so something that causes you to just chuckle at it, immediately uh, the, the emotional sting is gone out of it. And that, that's Absolutely. It. laughter is a, a negative emotion destroyer. So, so be creative in how you deal with the changes you want to make. If you, if you get stuck, give me a call. I'll, I've got a lot of different <laughs> ways you can do that. And, um, and and get around this uh, habitual negative uh, phraseology and mm-hmm. negative tone of voice. A lot of times it, it isn't even the word, it's the tone. Mm-hmm. The tone of voice can just be really powerful. Yes. And, um, I've, I've given some speeches sometimes and tried to illustrate what that means. And, I, and I'll get up and say, I just can't tell you how excited I am to be with you tonight. You know, and people think, oh, you know. <laughs> so, so if the tone doesn't match the words, then it comes across as totally inconsistent and and and, and not believable. Mm-hmm. So use that. You you don't want those negative things to be believable. So just change the tone, and it'll shift the meaning of it quite a bit. Really. Definitely. And also, I love the the Donald Duck and the speeding it up and the slowing it down. And, um, you know, also, there's something in NLP that we, when I'm working with a client, um, I'll often ask them, where is the voice? Is it over your left shoulder? Is it on the in the left ear? Is it in front of you? Because However, it got put in there is a spatial thing. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that you often like to sit on people's left side or right side. Mm-hmm. You like to hold hands with one or the other more than, you know, if you want someone on your left side, you're going to hold their right hand with your left. Your left. And mm-hmm. and this is more comfortable for you. You'll notice when you're going to have a meeting with people and you need to feel confident, you, there's probably, unless it's a circular table, you're going to have placements of where you feel most confident and comfortable at mm-hmm. the table. And so being aware of 
this voice that is telling me that I'm not good enough. Is that over here? And, and who said it? Who, who is it that was saying it to me in the first place? And then um, using the fast speeding it up or slowing it down, um, seeing the person's face. If somebody originally told you you weren't good enough, I wish you were never born, things that are very hurtful to a kid, yeah. you can actually, um, you know, play with how their face looks, make it make it look like Mickey Mouse or, you know, you can do anything with your imagination. Yeah. That's yeah. the, that's the cool thing is that there's no limit on your imagination. I had a tennis player up in Chicago, junior tennis champion, and she had one person that she just could not defeat. And she said, the reason was, I don't know how this is even legal, but this woman's uh, a young girl, actually his mother would get on the fence behind her daughter where where this gal had to look at both of them at the same time. And she would bang, you know, swing back and forth on there and as a distraction and everything. And so, um, and she said, that just unnerves me. I see that woman up there just, bang, 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 you know, she's just swinging on this fence. And I said, okay, what are we going to do with her? Because we can't tell her she can't do it. We can't stop her. Mm-hmm. So let's turn her into an orangutan, you know? And all of a sudden that just got to be hilarious. As yeah. soon as it was funny, no more difficulties with it. She beat the stew out of this gal the next time <laughs> because she's watching this orangutan behind her and just saying how crazy that was. So I, I think the neat thing is if you have a problem creatively play with it and and because your imagination can just do all kind of wonderful things with it you know imagine yes. her with two heads or you know or mm. whatever just some that are, are turn her bright purple you know or you know just some play with some what we call submodalities. if it's color we know what color people typically are so change them into something outrageously different, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. If you got a funny animal, then turn them into an animal, you know. And and so that that kind of thing is always available to us. Doesn't cost a thing, just a little bit of effort and and uh, coming up with what's an image that I would find humorous and and use that, and it just changes the whole the whole meaning of it. And that's really what we're doing is shifting meaning. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And also uh, uh, just getting back to the spatial thing, if you heard it coming at you in the left ear, move it over to the right ear, to the right ear, make Mm -hmm. it uncomfortable for that to even come at you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can put you can it, play it with behind all you. Put it, you know, put it up over your head and just all kind or of. Or imagine the muffled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Muffled. So, so the <laughs> idea is have a playful attitude about these things. Yes, they are serious, but that doesn't mean you have to be serious about them. You can, yes. you can treat them with a lot of creativity and and humor. Totally change everything about. Absolutely. It. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we still have a little bit of time left. And I, I know that um, we do want to talk about what we're what we're going to bring on next week. Yeah. Um, and, and then we can finish up with the topic. But uh, okay. next week we have um, Carrie Sauls, who is going to be our, our guest. Mm-hmm. And Carrie is a, a woman who has survived a great deal of abuse in her childhood um, it was mental, physical, and sexual. And she is an amazing woman now uh, and has learned how, took herself on a journey from addictions and other uh, fallout from the abuse into a very confident, very learned uh, woman who uh, helps other people with uh, overcoming trauma and abuse and uh, does it beautifully. So we'll have her next week. But meanwhile, Dr. Art, do you have any final words about uh, self-talk that you want to bring up? Yeah, I was just going to look through my notes here. I have uh, I have a few pages of notes. Carrie was just here a few minutes ago, as a matter of fact. Uh, ah. She left to teach her class. 
Um, and um, one of the things they say that we can get very negative about ourselves is if we do not feel organized. We just feel like we're just this massive disorganization. And um, so they um, uh, recommend that you uh, maybe look at some things like time management. Uh, uh, the trainings that you can get that will make you a lot better. Uh, organizing takes time, but find out uh, what what causes you to get disorganized. Um, there's another one, uh, Dr. Chris, that you talked about uh, a lot, this imposter syndrome. Mm. A lot of times that's why people uh, are, are giving themselves negative feedback because they feel like, let's see, it's been defined as... Um, Harvard Business Review says, this is a state of feeling inadequate despite evident, well-deserved successes on your part. So how do you stop doing that? It all boils down to your capabilities, actions, attitude, and character, which are all under your control. Research suggests that 70% of people experience imposter syndrome sometime in their career. And so they're just saying that um, you need to just get very uh, objective about yourself and um, um, recognize that you do have uh, successes and dwell on those instead of dwelling on the failures that you've had. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of what, what are you focused on, you know, your successes or your failures. So Exactly, was, yeah. Uh, they they list overindulgence um, as a, as one of the ways that people um, uh, do not um, treat themselves very well. Overeating, uh, substance abuse, binge watching of TV, anything to excess to avoid unpleasant feelings is a sign that you're self sabotaging. So mm-hmm. um, just just kind of notice what, what am I doing with my time. Um, what, where do I feel like I have failed and what was the cause of that? And then start attacking right at the, at the heart of it instead of Mm -hmm. dancing around and trying to avoid it. So. Absolutely. um, Awesome. Well, we hope this has been helpful to you. We, um, we are, uh, just about out of time Mm -hmm. and next week we hope you'll tune in. Um, I guess, that's all I want to say. Yeah, Carrie's just... going to be really uh, great next week. Uh, she is a she is a, a really a joy to uh, to see what she has made of herself uh, mm-hmm. over, the, over the years. It's really yes, neat. yes, and uh, such a loving soul. So we're looking forward to that show. We hope you'll join yeah. us. And um, this is uh, this is New Reality Solutions signing off. Okay. Good. <laughs> See you next week. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider being a supporter. You can find that on our show page. Tune in every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, And find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash new reality show for announcements of upcoming topics and exciting guest interviews. Bye for now.